Well, holy shit, I actually managed to do it. After procrastinating for ages, I finally managed to produce an audiobook version of the Lunatic Fringe book. It's currently available on all Amazon sites, audible.com, and shortly on iTunes. And if you're the page-turning type, it's also, of course, still available in Kindle form, paperback, and uh, hardback on Amazon. Ten hours and ten years worth of Blue Skies Magazine's articles, all available to you right fucking now, including a few author's notes and even an apology or two. Enjoy. In a world... Mate, hold up. We said we're done with the serious intros. Who's it? Well, we did. I don't remember that. Well, I said it, and you're me, so, you know. Well, I don't care. In a world... Uh, hey, I told you. We're keeping it light. You do it on your own, then. Well, technically, I already am, so... Anyway, fuck yeah, pure wild flight. Get it down, ya. How good? Visit nzaerosports.com. I get to do the next one. Well, obviously, you moron, we both do. Of course. I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. 
The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. <laughs> Never done anything like this before. Oh, that stays in. That stays in. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And this is a special one because, first off, who the fuck are you guys and what do you do? Uh, my name's Nicole. I'm a freelance instructor at the Scott Up by Desert Drop Zone. So you jump out of airplanes for a living? I do. And who are you? Uh, my name is Omar. I am an airline pilot and a freelance instructor at Scott Up Dubai. Nice. Well. Yeah. I've always wanted to talk to an air a real pilot. That's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. But this is a special one because this is the last episode that's going to be in the studio, in a proper studio, because I retired. That's it. It's over. So yep. to do the trick, let's see if I can not. There hey! we go. Champagne's <laughs> open. Pull those glasses over here. Nicole and Omar, thank you for joining me for the last ever episode in this studio. Thank you, dude. So as we get started, um, you both jump out of airplanes. You fly airplanes. Yeah. Um, Nicole, how'd you get started in anything extreme? Uh, my first job was in a small drop zone in South Australia as Manifest. Oh, you're one of them? I am, I am a Manifest wench. Most uh, difficult job on the drop zone. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I just had a member of our Manifest uh, in, and by the way, cheers. cheers. Salute to Manifestors all around the world. <laughs> all right. So you started out as Manifest. Was there anything that drew you to skydiving particularly, or you just like went and got a job? I literally went and got a job. Like It was advertised as like weekend administration, and then I drove out there, and I was like, oh my God, skydiving. I didn't even know it was a skydiving drop zone near where I lived. Really? Yeah, and so just weekends it started off, and I kind of harassed them a little bit for the job, as you do. I mean, you so you went out there and just hung out a little bit because you wanted that gig, and... Yeah bullied your way into it yeah and then i was at that drop zone for like five years on and off on just on the weekends and then it kind of went from there like i moved to queensland and then i did manifest there on the weekend between my nine to five right and it just stuck with me i didn't jump for seven years working on drop zones and then i never understood to this day i still do not understand how you can work manifest go through all the headache and heartache of putting up with us skydivers and fucking pilots and not at least get the relief of jumping yeah i did like i think like seven tandems over the years and then i did my last tandem we back flipped out of the plane i'm like okay i'm ready nice yeah, it was cool. nice yeah. so what was the nine to five uh i was in finance doing <laughs> <laughs> mortgage home loans for investment property oh then you definitely made a step up in the yeah. world holy yeah. shit you were in real estate Fuck that. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's 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 a good start. That's a, that's a good start. Omar, how about you? Well, I mean, it started uh, my mom and my dad. They met, you know. And, oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> 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 fuck. 
Jesus Christ. And my mom told me. Fast was, forward a little bit I more than that. I was backtracking all the time in the womb. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, st- I actually started off, I did a couple of bungee jumps here in Dubai mm. off some cranes with uh, f- an old friend of mine. And he was like, oh, should we, should we try this uh, skydiving thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's sign up for it. And we did. And the uh, English was not the best back then. Like, my English was not... Because it's so stellar now. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, you can, I can barely understand myself now, <laughs> hearing myself over the mic. I'm like, oh, God, is that what right. it sounds like? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we signed up, and we were thinking initially it was a tandem, but uh, we got to the drop zone, they sent us an address, and it was the desert drop zone. I'm huh? like, oh, cool. You know, it's a different view than what I see in the pictures. Sure. And then uh, we, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go to the classroom. And I sat there. I'm like, man, this is a really thorough briefing for, uh, <laughs> for a tandem job, you know. And then seven hours later, I realized that I signed up for an AFF course, not a tandem course. So, no shit. <laughs> yeah. So now a logical person at this point would be like, you know something? Thanks for all that. But A, a logical person. Where? But uh, me at that time, I was uh, training to become a pilot. So the money was not. I wasn't getting paid, so I was sure. like, oh, I paid for this shit, so I'm going to say, you know, watch these people do this thing. Yeah, again. <laughs> fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Go so, from there, yeah. So your first jump was a, a Cat A AFF? Cat A, yeah, never done a tandem. No shit. No. How was that? Scary. I bet. <laughs> it was really scary. I mean, I think that the night before I didn't actually sleep, so. I bet. But, I mean, I, I had done a few tandems, and I didn't sleep the night before my first or 10th AFF. Yeah. Or, I didn't do 10, but whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty fucking ballsy to, to just go through with it anyway. Yeah, what I mean, about your friend? Oh, well, he didn't show up. Fucker. <laughs> he really didn't. Motherfucker. <laughs> right? What is it they say? If, you, uh, if you're if you going to wait for your friends to go skydiving, you're going to be waiting a long yeah, goddamn time. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. So. That's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why slowly but surely all your friends no longer have anything to do with you because you just fucking can't be bothered. Yeah. And then you, I guess you choose your people at this point as well. You're, yeah, yeah, you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, how many years ago was this? This was nine years ago. Nine years. 2013. Yeah. Next year will be ten years in the sport. Jesus. Woo-hoo. So, yeah. I've been flying you your entire skydiving career. Pretty much. Yeah. I met you the day I started skydiving. Yeah. Oh, man, this makes me feel really old. That's yeah. depressing. Uh, I think I should just stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was sitting as an AFF student there, and they're like. You know, the pilot, I'm like, why is he so grumpy? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, and then you realize. I barely remember the faces. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Then, yeah. That's fucking why. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. uh, like my my starting memories of you where you just fucking, you're jumping all the time is all I knew. And then I found out you were an airline pilot. And then I found out how weird you were. <laughs> and I'm like, I fucking like this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As he gets a little bit more comfortable, he gets stranger and stranger and stranger. <laughs> and then by then it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you were training to become a pilot then, and you've now been a working airline pilot for. Uh, I've been flying on the line for seven years. Seven years. Yeah. What do you fly? I fly the Boeing seven eight seven Dreamliner. You're in an eighty seven. Yeah. Fucking hell! All right. What do you think of it? Sucks, right? I love it. You lying <laughs> sack of shit. 
come on. I have never seen a jet jock that's flying those things, look in the cockpit of a Twin Otter and not just go, oh. <laughs> they look like they're having so much more fun. It's the uniform, I think. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. That's, if I if I can fly those planes without a uniform, I think I'll last a bit longer, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. they don't let you fly the 87s barefoot, do they? No, nah, that's <sighs> the best thing about it. Yeah, I haven't worn shoes in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you start out and manifest. Yeah. You do seven tandems or so. You do a backflip on the last one out and decide, all right, fuck it. I should actually get around to doing this. Yeah. I also had like, like you stay at the drop center, you party with everybody around the bonfire, you sure. know? So they harass you as well. Like, why don't you jump? Like, why don't you jump? Why don't you jump? And then like I had one guy who's like, I will pay for you to do your level one. Like if you just skydive, you know? Like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I was so scared. Like. I think it was the canopy for me. Like, I was like, I can't land a parachute. There's no way I can, like, pull that thing down. I can't steer a tandem canopy. Like, how the hell am I going to steer my own canopy? Right. And then I I got through my AFF, no problem. And then I got scared. And then you got scared. Yeah. So when they let you loose. Yeah. Like, I was by myself. I'm like, I think I've only ever done two solos, ever. They're freaky. From heights. Like, apart from Hop and Pop. Sure. And I just was like, I don't I don't want to do this by myself. I need someone to come with me. Right. Like, it's too much time to think about it, right? Yeah. You're and just like, fuck. <laughs> There's so many things that I can fuck up right now. Climbing. You climb in the I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what am I doing? This is so stupid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and now I teach, which is, yeah, full circle. It's, it's, it's wild how it happens, huh? Yeah. I mean, how long did it take before that fear started to back off? Uh, not, she's still yeah, scared. Or has it? I she's mean, still scared. <laughs> yeah. It depends, it depends what I'm doing. Like, uh, it took, I think the first year I only did 25 jumps, and I was only jumping maybe like once a month sure. or twice a month, you know? Sure. Like, and then once I started jumping more, I think when I got to Dubai is when I started jumping a lot more, mm. and then I was getting okay. Like, now I'm fine. It just depends what I'm doing. Big groups I don't really like. Sure. It's weird though, right? You'll you'll be like halfway through a day and realize you haven't been nervous yet that day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, now I'm nervous because I haven't been nervous yet. And there's now something's <laughs> going to scare me because something's coming up. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's oh yeah, it's the same thing in the cockpit. I'll be halfway through the day going, nothing fucked up has happened yet. Yeah. And then all I can think about is what's Why? coming. <laughs> Why? Something's fu- Something's going to scare the shit. Somebody's going to do something <laughs> stupid. I can feel it coming. So you, when did you decide that you wanted to get in the plane for work instead of sitting behind the window? Um, I think actually COVID happened. Really? And um, like I was enjoying jumping a lot more. When COVID happened, we all got kind of um, made redundant from mm. the desert. And then I started jumping a lot more. And I was like, oh, maybe actually like, I could train to do something, you sure. know? And then we trained, like I, Omar actually trained me quite a lot and then I did my rating. Sure. Um, and then as soon as I was out of that box, I was like, there's no way I can go back in the right. box. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way I can go and sit there and watch everyone start up every day. And how the fuck you guys handled it in the first place. And then you got to deal with assholes like me. Yeah. <laughs> on top of everything, I've got to be the fucking icing on top of the yeah. cake. Yeah, had many incidents, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, Do just... Yeah. Now, let me ask you though. So, going from the window and listening to the pilots bitch and moan about the stuff that goes on to now being in the plane and seeing what's going on. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Like, if my student's at the door and like at the door for like 20 seconds, I know what's going on on that. (laughs) I know it's you on the radio being like, make sure you tell them to hurry up. 
Or Actually, kind of like push a student <laughs> out of the plane. Like, I, now that I'm now that I'm retired, I don't fly for him anymore. I can flat out admit that no, the last couple of years it'd just be the end of the jump run, and I'd just leave the green light on yeah. and going. Yeah, it's red light. They're still trying to get out. Yeah, not going <laughs> outside of the plane. Like, oh god, like, that's the rear. Yeah, I'm literally going. Which plane am I in, and which side of the lights on? So once the instructor's outside, they can't see that I'm lying. That the fucking red light has never come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I fucking hated go around so much. Definitely some long ones, especially like if you're the last one out and you have like a cat A who's never jumped before and sure. they're at the door being like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> oh, I'm like looking down like... This is going to be long. Yeah. Well, but you, especially now going from manifest to that position, when you're the last one out, you're seeing what we're seeing in a a much different way because you're like, why are they taking so fucking long in the door? Because for me, it's just I'm a lazy cunt and I don't want to do a 360. But you're like, he's not going to do a fucking 360 and I don't want to land at the camel farm. (laughs) So you you finally kind of of see it from our perspective a little bit. I'm like, oh man, if we uh, pass that camel farm on jump run and I'm like, man, the student's going to take so long. Like, I already know. Sure. And we get really lucky if they're just like, if they don't even count and go, we're like, okay. Like we're, you know. For for anybody listening in the states where the majority of the audience is that has never I've never really talked too much about Dubai, mm-hmm. um, so them hearing that you use a camel farm uh, f- as <laughs> as a spotting tool is probably unusual. <laughs> They're gonna be like, we knew everybody yeah, yeah, rides yeah. camels there. <laughs> like you don't you don't know it's you haven't been a pilot in Dubai if you haven't had to tell somebody to get the camels off the runway. Yeah, like <laughs> that's just part of flying in this place. So, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So now nine years is not a long time. I mean, it is a long time in the sport, but it's not a long time in the sport to get to the level of flying that you're at. And I know this because you've been my fucking coach in the tunnel. (laughs) Fuck you. You've taken me on skydives that were borderline fucking a little crazy. Definitely well above my fucking (laughs) effort level at that point. Fuck you for that, too. They were both a blast. But, I mean, you went from zero to hero pretty fucking fast. So how do you get that good that quick? Because you're an excellent flyer. I mean, I think... Well, I started off with I, I did 400 skydives on my first year. That's pretty busy for yeah. a for a new jumper. Yeah, also maxed out two credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to to pay those off that cards. big starting <laughs> pilot that big starting pilot pay, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just it's just the the uh, like I don't know how to say it. it's being willing to just learn really. Sure. I was just pushing too hard for to for that period of time i think for the first two or three years i was just pushing hard and right getting coaching and any advice i can get in the drops on anybody sure like i was just talking to anybody and I, back then you don't know who's who anyway There's, sure here in dubai we were lucky at that time having a lot of good flyers as well sure and w- another thing i love about the sport is everybody's so fucking humble sure you go talk to them you're like oh how do i do this how do i do that and it was just because of that just Chatting with people and just jumping with people. Sure. Well, and the social aspect in Dubai is similar in that, of course, you have the community that that becomes such close friends. And there's actually a lot of local jumpers that come out during the season in the desert drop zone and a lot of staff that work the palm. So you've got a pretty big community. You don't have the party scene that you would have had in Australia. Um, so you kind of miss out on that yeah. unless you're traveling because yeah. um, it's not the big crazy party town here. 
Um, but it's still got that community feel to it. Even more so, I think, a little bit. There's a lot more couples here than I've seen in most drop zones. Yeah. Uh, at, at both drop zones that actually seem to last. Yeah. Like uh, most of the couples that I know from uh, my time in Dubai are still together. Yeah. Which is pretty unique, really. Yeah, it's good. Because usually it's just tag. <laughs> <laughs> You're it. Who <laughs> tags? Yeah. Lose your turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that goes both ways. I'm not sexist. Fucking yeah. guys guys it's and girls are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all pretty bad. So when did you start really going balls out in the sport, A, and uh, like pretty much right off the bat, but yeah. how did you balance that with being a new pilot for an airline? No sleep. No I mean, <laughs> I mean yes. fair enough. I mean, yeah, we've known each other for a while, and she knows my schedule was just, I get back from a flight, go to the drop zone, zero sleep sometimes, and just go charging and jumping you know? sure and like sure. working as well like he would just come in off a flight and this is when i was in manifest and i'm like did you sleep he's like sure and i'm like he's saying that and then jump all day and then go on another flight like oh uh, yeah yeah i think it's just you gotta pro- prioritize what you want and all that and sure i didn't have that much time of rest and Honestly, I was sleeping maybe four four hours a night or something. Yeah, I mean, I running think, on naps and I think this. we definitely all did it. But how was the airline side of things? I mean, I my personal image of the modern airline pilots is you guys fucking fall asleep and fly past your destination by forty five minutes, <laughs> and then it ends up on CNN. That was one time, okay? Yeah, <laughs> one fucking time, um, which cracks me up. I mean, that's my image, and I'll stick with it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a good image. Yeah, I mean. You tell me, because I've, I've, I've done two years in the airline, but it was hand-flying Twin Otters. And although I had jump seat privileges, I've only ridden um, in the jump seat once mm. um, to actually watch uh, you know, a cross-country flight yeah. in a jet. And it didn't look like they did very much. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't do much, obviously, with all the technology these days. You, you get up uh, to 1,000 feet, you put the autopilot on, and then pretty much you're just chilling until you have to land the plane. But Do you guys land the planes? Uh, Sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do. All the time. Except <laughs> when there's no vis. If it's uh, too foggy and we can't see the runway, then auto, it's auto landing. Uh, just, that, just that word. Puckers my yes, asshole I've done up. it twice in the last seven years and it's not fun. I it gotta can't tell be. You. Uh, you can't trust the computer that much. Too. No. No. Oh, my God. Uh, just the idea of I'm just going to watch this plane hit the ground. Uh, yeah. Although, like, even the auto landing, when we did it, and the flare was so smooth and the landing was so smooth and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> well, that was that was always the running joke um, yeah. around jump pilots is whenever you get a really smooth landing in an airliner, it's because the computer did it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're just sitting there like, holy shit, I'm not going to have a job in like three years. Right? It, you know? I, I don't know. I think the <laughs> only thing that is saving uh, pilots' jobs is the fact that at least for now, people won't be comfortable getting in planes that don't have Absolutely. people to pay the price up front uh, if yeah. they fuck it up. Absolutely. It's just uh, they don't trust uh, yeah, technology and computers that N- much. Yeah. Not yet. So, I mean, I mean, uh, the automatic driving cars are still killing people. Yeah. So, I mean. You ma- don't want that 38,000 feet in the No, with 400 people in the back. Yeah. No, I can't imagine that quite yet. Yeah. So I think we're, s- well, you're safe. Um, yeah, well. 
Yeah, so <laughs> so you you go balls out into skydiving, and uh, you obviously really really uh, f- fell for the sport because you're sacrificing life and limb to keep it going, um, and then you start doing the coaching stuff. Um, and when did you just decide, fuck it, I'm I'm all in. This is what I'm going to do. That was, I think all the drops started opening after COVID and I'm like, and I started coaching like a lot more and I fell in love with that. Like that made me want to go to the drop zone more than just jumping for myself. Sure. So I found the passion in teaching other people how to skydive. So that for me, like really picked things up. Sure. Like, and that's what I love the most. Like I take a lot of like baby skydivers after license and then like teach them formation and teach them how to actually get to their friends instead of doing an exit <laughs> and then solos. <laughs> Like, so it's been really, really fun. Um, and I have a really good group of people who know that, like, you know, they enjoy my coaching too, I think. So nice. that's nice. We have a lot of fun together. Uh, any daydreaming about chucking drugs at some point? Oh, or? <laughs> You're going to hear it. They're <laughs> so like, yeah, like, oh, but that's where the money's at. And I was like, just oh, do it. Just do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you. <laughs> These canopies now, I'm telling you, these tandem canopies nowadays are, yeah. you'd, you'd do just fine flying them. And if the thing that you vibe off so much is working with the students, yeah. it's a different fucking vibe every single load. My favorite way to skydive out of all my skydives is tandems. Um, because you got to play 30 second psychologist, figure out what's going to get this person out the door with the least amount of fuss and the most amount of fun. And if they're melting down, can I get them out the door? Yeah. And not, why, why knock wood? Fuck knocking wood. I'm never going to take another tandem again. <laughs> I never had a refusal. I managed to get every single one of them out of the plane. I think you would love it. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's that's where you play the sexist card and go, dude. Really? Probably I would, but I do love watching tandems, like when, especially jumping at the palm. And you're the first one out, and their faces as you leave the plane oh, yeah. is the best. So I think I'd, I'd like, I want to train for camera this year also. Nice. So just to, you know, it's going to be great. Their it, faces. Oh, yeah. Oh, it used to be so much fun. That was half of the reason that I would just go out to the drop zone and do hop and pops is so that I could roll out the door with some tandems uh, just shitting themselves as I go out the door. And I've got someone literally shoving me out the door as I'm screaming like something's going horribly wrong. So much fun. But it's just as much, if not more fun, than being the instructor that's clipped onto the person sitting watching that going, ooh, that one didn't, that didn't look very fucking good. I think my favorite part is like when they mess, like you get messed with a little bit and it's like, God, like where's your goggles? Why don't you have your goggles? And they panic. <laughs> they full panic because they can't find their goggles and they can't see them. Oh, yeah. You can, you can pick almost anything in with the majority of tandem students, get them to obsess about yes. almost anything <laughs> All the way up, and it's fucking hilarious. No, no, you can't. But the great thing with the tandems is you get to have the inside joke fun with the rest of the load without actually fucking with the person. You just mess with them a little bit. Back in the day, we were much, much worse. 
And we were also in the States, so we yeah. were... I think we were a lot less offended and we were much more offensive yeah. than we are now. Yeah, like, like, people get offended by so much less now yeah. than they did back then and we were so offensive back then. Oh, well, the worst joke I ever said, I, I, I don't even think I want to say. And I, <laughs> I had to read it for the book. We were, we were doing tandems at a drop zone called Skydance just outside of San Francisco. Um, San Francisco, all right? I was born and raised right near San Francisco. I've been born and raised around all different ethnicities and sexual orientations and all this stuff, and I have a horrible sense of humor. But it didn't dawn on me that perhaps telling gay jokes on board a skydiving aircraft might not be a good idea. And me and my buddy would, you know how you get on with a tandem instructor that you're just friends with and yeah. you'll start riffing off of each other back and forth and telling horrible fucking jokes. And we were just lobbing these horrible jokes back and forth and I come out with my doozy, boom. And his, is, his student is laughing and mine's not. And it's just about time to get hooked up. So I'm like, all right, well, that was the last one anyway. My student doesn't like that, that joke. Clip, 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 clip. And then we're like, all right, you guys say goodbye. We're getting ready to go. And instead of giving a high five, the two gentlemen leaned in and kissed. And both me and my buddy instructor are like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. And in retrospect, my horror in that situation isn't that I told a gay couple a really tasteless gay joke. It's when I did it. Yeah. Because when I did it, fucked up my student skydive. Like, yeah. I guarantee you he landed, and even if he loved it three minutes later, he's that, that fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right? I guarantee he hated my guts, and I regret that because I ruined his skydive. Whereas if I had told it on the ground afterwards, then I would have just been some asshole, and they got to talk about the skydive, yeah. not what yeah. I did in the plane. So in that respect, I guess we're headed in the right direction. <laughs> you know... <laughs> But, yes, we are getting much more sensitive. But, yeah. I, again, you, now you'd have the opportunity if you're chucking drugs to be able to wind your way through. That's so much fun. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I think maybe the end of the season. Yeah, what, do you, what do you do working in the sport? Well, I, when I initially started, I was doing a lot of AFF for the desert. And then I got into tandems. Oh. You're going to love it. Just yeah. do it. I've heard you. Oh, <laughs> and then... Um, now the last uh, two years, I've just been uh, free fly coaching, but mostly. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Trying to do some crazy jumps with people. We did a jump a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, was we it, did. it would have been three or four years ago. It was, yeah. I think it was three, four, yeah, and four years ago. I think the entirety of the, the dirt dive was go on your head and I'm going to grab you. Yeah. And we're going to go really fast. That's it. Simplicity. And it Simple. was just you <laughs> holding my harness and my holding your fucking harness, head down, doing fucking Mach 5. <laughs> and I remember thinking, we should let go now, and your grin's just getting bigger. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking let go until he does, but we really should let go. We've I can't even check my altimeter, and I'm feeling my the paint coming off my fucking helmet. <laughs> we should really let go. And when we finally did, it was just wham! You're just gone in different directions. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, that's that's... Everybody has a way of teaching, right? And there's, there's like different philosophies. For me, I just keep it simple. I feel like people would understand it when you just keep it simple. Sure. Because people pay attention for however long. Everybody's different. But I can sit there and talk to you about free flying for half an hour before the jump. Or I can go 10 minutes call. Look, this is what we're doing. This is what you're going to be yeah. doing with your body. Sure. 
and this is what you're going to feel. Let's go. Yeah. And then after that jump, you're going to realize how far you can go and what you can do with your body, you know? So, I well, don't know. It's, uh, the benefit to it, too, is there may be students out there that don't gel with that style, but there are going to be students that do. Yeah. So there's always a different instructor to go with a style that matches their students. Of course, yeah. And, which is great. And you as a coach as well, you would adjust your style to different people. But sure. I would say the core of my teaching is just keeping it simple like that. Sure. Well, that's why when you were coaching in the tunnel and we would go in, I flew much better with you than I did anybody else because you're like, this guy's fucking jumped a lot. Turn up the wind yeah. and give him a little room to fuck himself. Yeah. Like, you gave me rope. Yeah. You're I like, mean, here, <laughs> take some rope. Hang yourself, motherfucker. Let's go. Yeah. But I flew much better and then I proved to you I wasn't going to break my neck on your watch and yeah. I'd get a little bit more speed and then I remember going in the tunnel after with a different uh, instructor like a week later who would not turn up the air for me and I'm like I'm um of course my fucking arms are above my shoulders trying to fly on my head cuz all I'm trying to do is get off the net yeah. give me some I'm fat give yeah. me some speed yeah so um it was nice that you're like no clearly give him a little bit more air and then back it down from there I yeah. like that I mean safety safety first right always Ish. but <laughs> that's what we say yeah that's what, that's what we say but there, there's there's cases like that that you're like if, if the person is willing sure you know and i know that i'm going to keep you safe sure i will put the wind speed up sure <laughs> you know well, skydiving <laughs> is such a do as i say not as i do sport yeah isn't absolutely. it oh oh <laughs> which is the worst thing because it's very difficult to work especially when you're doing coaching in AFF and then they catch you doing something that you're like fully telling them not to do and you're like um yeah I have no justification yeah. for my own behavior <laughs> yeah yeah you'll understand someday yeah. it's literally like dealing with a bunch of little kids yeah now we have all the students coming through that are uh, the tunnel flyers right oh mm. god uh, you, you, you have the students coming through that's like I've got like 15 hours in the tunnel and they want to free fly straight away in student gear, not understanding the risk. So you sound like an asshole yeah. to them saying like, no, but you can't do that in the sky. I don't care if you can do it in the tunnel. Yeah. Like, you can't do that in the sky yet until you have the proper gear. And they just do not give a shit. Yeah. They do not want to listen to you. You're an asshole. You don't know what you're talking about. Sure. And like, you're just like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. The tunnel. I got to Oh I, yeah, I have I have a, a bone to pick with the tunnel flyers, but I'm not gonna pick it on this oh, podcast. Oh, pick it, <laughs> pick it, <laughs> absolutely. Because I'll bitch. I'm OG tunnel man. I started in the the uh, the, I know, the yeah, Las yeah. Vegas yeah. fucking wind tunnel. I know, yeah. Way back in the day, and people hated us then because we were flying just a little bit above where we should have been jump numbers wise. But yeah. now tunnel flyers are so much more advanced um, body flight wise, but they know jack shit it when it comes to actual skydiving until they've learned exactly so pick yeah. your bone oh, well that, that was the bone no nah, but it's got to come from you <laughs> come on, come that, on. yeah yeah you said it dude these, these guys already know i'm an asshole so come on share the love i mean that's that's uh, that, that's what you said it doesn't mean that you can fly so good then you know like how to fly your body it does not make you a good skydiver sure at it's, the end of the day but they come at the to the drop zone and they think that they're good skydivers and there's a lot of things that there's a lot of ego in both <laughs> sports right yeah yeah there is there I is mean, i think here from what i've noticed here to other drop zones i think people get put in their place very quickly mm. um like newer people coming through that their ego is through the roof and it's like man this is not going to serve you like right you were going to hurt yourself and then other drop zones i've seen especially in the states 
or events wise, I think uh, Skydive Chicago is always my favorite. Well, they kind of sure. go all out, don't they? Yeah, like all the big ways yeah. and all that. That was that was a good part of it. Yeah, and the Sky, parties. Uh, and the parties. And the parties. And the parties. Yeah, uh, yeah. Skydive Arizona has has a special kind of vibe for me as well because I have more friends, closer friends, and Skydive Arizona as well. Sure. So when I go there, it's mostly not to skydive, just to fair enough. Out, you know, <laughs> fair enough. It's weird though, right? I mean, you can you can start and have most of your skydiving career in one location in yeah. Skydive Dubai. And end up with friends and couches all around the fucking Everywhere, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. You can couch surf around the world as a skydiver. Anywhere, yeah. Very effectively. Very effectively. Yeah, Chicago man. They, Brooke and the crew out there know how to put on a show. Yeah, they do, absolutely. Well, I flew for the competition for four years at CSC, and we used to finish operations uh, for 4th of July and Summerfest and fly the planes to Skydive Chicago for the parties. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) They don't do that anymore? Oh, man. The last time I did that, uh, uh, the owner of CSC and I flew over, and we flew the entire staff over for 4th of July. And then, of course, 4th of July wraps up, and everybody gets back in the planes, and we got to fly home. But the drop zone was still at Hinkley. It wasn't at the new location in Rochelle. So Hinkley had no runway lights, no nothing. There's no moon. It's dark as fuck. And (laughs) everybody in the back of the plane is drunk as hell. (laughs) I'm in the pack, Doug's in the otter, and we got to go back to CSC and land in the dark. Right, yeah. and so we made a fake fucking um, uh, ILS out of the GPS. I'm like, all right, this is the landing area. I know that it's this far off the runway, so if I just run straight down the jump run this way, it'll be great. And I'm descending and descending and descending. Nothing. And Doug's in the otter above me. He's like, you, you <laughs> land first. I'm like, all right, yeah. no problem. All right, fine. And so I'm descending lower and lower and lower, and I get down to like sub 100 feet, and the runway should be coming up. And I also know that there's a house that's on the field and all of a sudden the house lights up right in front of me so I know it's a slight right bank and I'm on the runway and I'm like, put it down and everybody in the back is drunk they don't care they're absolutely meanwhile my heart is jumping out of my fucking chest and Doug is flying around above me going yeah so just park at the end of the runway and shine your uh, your landing lights down the runway <laughs> fuck you man <laughs> That's why you want to do first. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He just wanted me on the ground for the landing light. But yeah, that was probably the most intense. But that was just to go to a, to a Scott of Chicago party. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They know yeah. how to party for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love it there. Oh, right, yeah. The, please, go ahead. But I mean, favorite, favorite place, I think, not like in that sense, I think the favorite view, I would say, was Mexico, man. Really? Yeah. Where? The coastline and uh, Playa de Carmen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just south of Cancun. I think for me, obviously I should say skydive by the palm, but uh, <laughs> I feel like when you're from somewhere and you do thousands of jump over place, you're like, sure. oh yeah, that's a cool view. But sure, there that natural and that coastline I think was my favorite, especially with the Caribbean Sea and those colors was it's pretty really amazing. Special, yeah, I mean, there's no denying that jumping and flying over the palm is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely spectacular. Absolutely. Uh, it's not what I would. It's like um, I described Las Vegas. I don't think it's beautiful. I think it's spectacular, and yeah. there's a huge difference. My favorite was uh, jumping over Fiji. Yeah, 
300 and something islands, these, you know, deep blue and green seas, coral reefs everywhere. Yeah. That's beautiful yeah. um, and spectacular. But the palm is absolutely spectacular. It really is. But it's also very weird to be jumping over top of that place or flying over the top of it looking at my apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. First time on break off and I was tracking towards the building. Yeah. And it's so just like, oh, my God, it's right there. Like, yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Like, it's intense. And I think, like, I've, we've jumped together before there. And I've just turned the other way and tracked over the ocean, so he had to go <laughs> <laughs> into the building. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And even the wheel, man. The wheel was, what, 900 feet? Yeah. So if you're pulling, like, as a fun jumper there, you're getting out first. And if the jump run is that direction, like, yeah. you are like, I'm just going to pull a bit higher or, like, try to track away from the wheel. Like, yeah. it's intense. I haven't had a cutaway at the bottom. Like, I haven't. So, sure. But I can't imagine the first people out that have a cutaway and you are over that wheel. For sure. Well, and, and we would try and adjust our flying so that you, nobody was ever directly over it, mm. but you're never perfect with the jump runs. Some, you're going to get a fair amount of drift, and who knows what's going on. And what the emergency is if you got a cutaway, if you got a spinner that's taking you towards the wheel. Yeah, it shit's intimidating. Yeah, it is. I, I understand why it's a thousand jumps. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people with a thousand jumps that, the mentality is still not there yet. Oh, I've seen a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of people come through the palm that had no yeah. fucking business jumping at the palm. Yeah, man. And everyone, every, I mean, a lot of people here, everyone's goal is to jump at the palm. But they don't realize how... Not just here. I think everywhere. Like, anywhere you go, people are like, oh, I want to jump in the palm. Yep. Like, oh, it, yeah. it is intense. Like, especially, like, the first jump there. I remember my first jumps there, and I remember just being white as a ghost doing my hop and pop, and Shunko was looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, right. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the landing area is a lot bigger than it looks <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. It is. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember doing because I probably flew here for four years before I jumped. Maybe three and a half, three and a half, four years before I made my first jump here again. Uh, and so the view to me was just another day in the sky, yeah. you know. So I I never got that intimidation jumping over the palm because I'd been flying over it. But starting flying here, I mean, it's like putting a really busy drop zone in the middle of Central Park. Yeah. It's it's just in the absolute airspace wise and yeah. building wise the worst possible place for a drop zone, which also makes it really fucking cool. Yeah. Huh. Like as a skydiver, you're like hell yes, even though it's. Oof. There's, there's always that fun game you can play as well, and like break off and then just sit there, look at each other, look at the Princess Tower, and be like, I'm gonna pitch right when it, no, <laughs> just <laughs> that's, hey. hey. Do what I say it all. Right, <laughs> right. So did you were you part of the, the big jump off Princess Tower? Or uh, no. No, I wasn't a base jumper back then actually. Or or yeah. you've done something sneaky since that we're not supposed to talk about. Uh, yeah, no. Never do, do people even base jump? No, oh, hell no. no. Okay. <laughs> I remember realizing just how off the wall this place was when I'd been here a couple of years and they had the Dream Jump mm -hmm. event. Um, and just, it was a week-long event. Um, and I remember being out for a jog and hearing woohoo and looking up and seeing, I think it was Micah yeah. and Noah in the gang in free fall and not even watching the whole jump, just going, oh, yep, there they are. 
And then it dawned on me, Jesus Christ, my friends are jumping off of the neighboring building and there's a special landing area for them and I'm not even bothering to look because it just, they do so much bizarre stuff. I mean, it just gives you like an understanding of how, how high those buildings are. Yeah. Like you can literally go into free fall jumping from that building and do the craziest shit. They were turning points. Yeah, exactly. You turn points and then you, you open your parachute and you still have... A yeah. lot of time before you land. I you think know? that for anybody listening, uh, the if you YouTube uh, or Google the Dream Jump uh, Dubai Princess Towers, it'll come up, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's well. And then when uh, uh, when they were doing all the wingsuit flying through the buildings and all that stuff, and we were all flying them, and and you're watching as I'm descending in the airplane, and they've got smoke going, and I'm watching them carving around the buildings, and ridiculous. Yeah, it really crazy. is. Yeah. yeah, PlayStation yeah. advertisement. Yeah, not only yeah. off of that, but around it and around through the building. Through the building, yeah. yeah. That's a special one yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's iconic anyway. Yeah. Right? You had uh, um, Vince and Fred did it first. Yeah. Um, and it's been jumped a few times, but yeah. uh, um, I the Mac and uh, Matt and Nick one is the one that stood out as the as the most spectacular for me because it was a night jump too. Yeah. It's a night jump, and there was no platform. Yeah. They just jumped from the top of the mountain. This is from the top man. of the building. Jesus, so. the stones on those boys. No. <laughs> so when did you start base jumping? I start oh <laughs> Do we have to go into Oh, are we are we getting into just say it was somewhere else. We'll pretend it was somewhere else. Yeah, it was somewhere else. You started base jumping the, in America somewhere. Yeah, it was what what was on it? On a it was long five, layover. Five years ago, so that would be Five years. Yeah, 2017, 2016. Yeah, no, no. That was six years ago. Was, was it something? I got here 2017 and you already. Yeah, 2016, I started base jumping. Was it something that had uh, intrigued you from the beginning or was it because of who you were around? I think I was already, I was always, like I said, I just wanted to try new shit. Right? Sure. And then when you, like you said, when all your friends are doing it. <laughs> so the first, the first year, actually, I didn't go with the crew that went there sure and started jumping in europe but the second year i was like i, I actually want to want to see how it feels sure you know? and just like skydiving as soon as i did it i'm like that's how i found out i got a, an addiction problem you know every All time right. i do something i'm like <laughs> i want to do more i want to do more you know now what so, did what did the family think first of you starting skydiving and then I'm doing stupid shit. Oh, they wanted like nothing to do with it. I bet. Like, <laughs> they were like, oh, you want to do it? You go pay for it yourself. Do whatever you want. Just don't die. Sure. Yeah. And this is while you're doing something that I'm sure they were proud of, which is becoming an airline pilot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wow. They so you just. They, they see that part and they're like, you know, a job, a steady job. That's it. You know, he's doing well. Anything else, it's fine. Just don't die. So you know? as you get older, you're just falling well below expectations. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, I started base jumping, not the right way. And then I had the infamous uh, accident that everybody knows about. Tell us more. No, you Tell us more. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, yeah, so I started base jumping, not the right way. I would say for anybody, anybody listening, if you want to base jump, you do a course. I didn't do a course, and I went to Switzerland, Latibunen. I think they actually wrote an article about me. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, this kid came in, to, thought he can do it." Because right. what what we don't understand is like, or what I started to learn as I did more base jumping is is two different sports. You know? Sure. And there's a lot of people 
including me back then, that, oh, I got a thousand jumps, I can base jump. Sure. But it's a whole different sport. Sure. But back then, I didn't know that. And uh, I went to Switzerland, Latabunen, Yellow Ocean. <laughs> That's the exit. And I jumped off Yellow Ocean, and I had a line twist with a 180, which uh, back then was not jumping a suit as well. So I wasn't very far from, from the mountain. Sure. And, uh, because of my skydiving experience, I treated it as a skydiving emergency, and I just slammed in, slammed into the wall. And <sighs> yeah, how high up the wall? Well, how many times did you hit the wall? <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it twice. Got stuck there for two hours, and then because the canopy just got stuck on a little rock, and then that rock gave in, and then I fell down, and I smacked the mountain again. So it was three times in total. Oh, Jesus. And I didn't know this story. It was quite high up, I think. Yeah, it, was, it was halfway. So, like, I mean, Yellow Ocean is maybe 1,000 feet, I would say, or 1,000-something. So I was maybe 400 feet, 500 feet. And you landed from this and survived it and didn't swear off the I, I, I didn't land. I just slid off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm picturing I, I have a, a, a vague image of Wiley Coyote at this point fucking just it was, it was, the canopy was broken it was uh, full of water because there's a waterfall coming so <laughs> it was just the, the rock gave and I was slammed into it and just slid down the wall for what were you thinking hanging there for two hours well, I, I was actually texting Craig at the moment. At that moment, you were but, texting him. Yeah, but my phone was my phone was uh, like because of the water. It was just like sending weird texts and shit. And I'm trying to press something, and it's just sending him cat emojis. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's just sitting on the ground. He just watched his friend almost die. And he's like, "Why are you sending me cat, cat emojis? emojis?" I'm like, You're "Yeah, well." Like, <laughs> Because he's all he's all like on like full like survival mode. Yeah. Like, oh, I called the helicopter. Da, 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 and I want to tell him, hey, yes, okay, cool, bro. Like I can move everything. I'm fine. And it's just sending him like a cat with a heart, like I love you or something. <laughs> and he's, uh, it was the funniest thing. I'm not a pussy. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The the minute I hit, I think for a lot of people that did have accidents skydiving or base jumping, the first thing when you hit, you start checking yourself. You're like, sure. Can I loop? Can I move my feet? Can I sure. move my legs? Is my back okay? So that was my initial thought, and then because I was hanging, the the, the harness was hanging on on my thigh, right, and it was cutting the blood flow, and Oof. I thought that I couldn't move my left leg, so in the text that I sent to Craig, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I can move everything except my left leg, and I was like, this is weird, you know, <laughs> but then after I fell down, I realized, oh, that was just because of the blood flow, right? Yeah, Jesus, so, I mean. What was going through my head? I <laughs> a whole lot, I'm guessing. A whole, a whole lot. But it's a question that people ask me all the time. They're like, did you ever think that you were going to die? And I don't think I did. Uh, like, that thought didn't even go through my head. I can actually, I can identify with that. Because I've been in some pretty sketchy situations before. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I should have probably fucking died then. Yeah. But while it's all going on. You never think You're that. not. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever gone, this is it. Yeah. Even when it could have been. Yeah. Oof. Even if if it's super close, I don't think I ever went like, oh, yeah, this is it. I think Omar has like 12 lives, though. 
Yeah. Well, that's why he kept sending cat emojis. Yeah, that's true. Every cat emoji, every cat emoji was another fucking cat life. Yeah, Craig is like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm a cat. I'm fine. Yeah, nine nine lives. Ding, eight lives. Ding, seven. I'm good, though. It's fine. Fucking hell. But you like you got through all of that and kept base jumping. Yeah, I went base jumping four months after. You guys, man, you fucking worry me. Yeah. I I, I have a, a friend by the name of Ammon McNeely who is a, a professional rock climber. Um, he's one of the stone monkeys. He's famous in Yosemite, famous around the world for climbing. And he and a crew came out to skydance and were our AFF students for a week. And they came out flat out telling us, we're only learning how to skydive because we climb these mountains and we want to start jumping off of them. And we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's yeah. go. Not knowing that these guys were like actual rock stars. So we teach him and then, of course, become friends with him. And then years later, we're seeing videos of him doing all this amazing shit. And Nick Martinez and Ivo Ninov and him. And, and then Ammon, you may or may not have seen his video on YouTube. He had a 180 and slammed mm-hmm. into a wall and almost ripped his foot off. And he's sitting in the rocks in Moab and he's holding the camera to his face. And he's all, well, mom, sorry about that one. I think I might have lost my leg. And then films his foot is just hanging on by a fucking yeah. thread. That guy's not only still a base jumper and still an active rock climber. He ended up actually, I think, losing the losing the other leg, yeah. uh, and he still climbs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so you guys just don't fucking quit. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, the thing, if you have an accident, skydiving or base jumping, what went through my mind, I was like, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Yeah. You know? And it was right there and then, and then when you do it and you survive, a few times after that and you have fun, you're like, you know what? I learned from it and that's sure. it, you know? Sure. But I think even skydiving is the same thing, you know? It is. Well, I yeah. broke my leg on my 25th jump and yeah. I was on the next load yeah, on my 26th jump. it's not like jump. you're going to go like, oh, I hurt myself while skydiving. Oh, I'm, not, I'm never going to skydive again, you know? Unless, well, yeah. I did the same thing that, that uh, most idiots do. I stood up on a broken leg and pretended like it didn't hurt as bad as it did both for myself and for everybody around me and then got on the plane like an idiot still pretending oh it's fine it's fine and then like three quarters of the way up as my leg is so swollen i can't bend it did i stay in the plane no No. (laughs) that landing was amazing it was the one before that i fucked up yeah i know you know when you jump with an injury yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to slide it in. Like, I remember, like, I twinged my knee. I'm like, I'm just going to slide it in. Sure. And then I remembered I don't really slide. Right. So I came in and I was like, I'm just going to slide, going to slide, going to slide it out. And then I slid it on my belly. <laughs> and I just remember Darwish coming and like, your knee's still fine? So I'm like, yeah. And he's like, just go home. I'm That's, like, okay, yeah, just yeah. go home. Well, I only had 25 jumps at the time. And, and uh, um, one of the guys I was going down to pair of, oh, yeah down to Paris Valley with it said, don't bother renting a rig. I've got a spare rig you can use. And I remember asking what's in it. And he's all, don't worry, it's docile. Well, I had been <laughs> flying a PD-210, I think, and it was a Turbo Z-165. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, top skin was ZP. Yep. Like, it was a proper canopy. Yeah, big oh, yeah, <laughs> on my 25th jump. Yeah. And I remember opening up and not even touching the brakes and going, I am going eight times faster than I've ever gone before, <laughs> and I still got to release the brakes and did that. And so, of course, I panic flared at, like, 30 feet and yeah. then made the ultimate mistake. I let up on the toggles thinking, I did it too high, oh. bam! Oh. 
Yeah. So the yeah. next time around, I was just, I wasn't thinking slide. I was just thinking, please don't do that again. <laughs> please don't do that again. I mean, I think a lot of people do that. Like, sometimes they just forget. I was jumping with a guy the other day and he downsized 10 square feet, a normal downsize though. And he just forgot to flare. He got to his shoulders and stopped and just slid it in on his, on his belly and was very embarrassed by it. And he's like, oh my God. And he's like, what happened? And I filmed it, of course, because I'm Miss Gorge and I'm jumping. I, sure. I film everything. And I was like, mate, you didn't flare. I was like, no, I did. I'm like, mate, your hands did not go past your shoulders. Sure. And he was just like, it was. he jumped it already with a little bit of wind. And then there was no wind on this landing and just freaked out. And I'm like, yeah, well, you got a bit of mud on you now. Mm. He was okay. Yeah. Thankfully, he was okay. <laughs> but he was very embarrassed. He was like, okay, noted. I'm like, finish. Always finish your flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the ones that I love are the ones that like I can't figure out why I keep falling to the to the left, and then you play back the video as they're extending that left arm to brace <laughs> yeah. for the fall that they know is coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it's it's so difficult when you become an experienced skydiver to put yourself all the way back to what it was like then and to tell someone no when you're falling left pull right. Yeah, it's very difficult at first. Yeah to get that across that no in that situation shit's backwards yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I think when I first started like my first 50 jumps were probably TLS yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking and I tell my students uh, that's why she's really good better. at it no <laughs> so I, I tell my students to make them feel better I'm like don't worry I did this a lot yeah. I got you well, you know, the thing is, though, it's I've always been of the opinion that the the worst students most of the time make the best instructors because you've had to push through some yeah. of the hardest shit. Exactly. Yeah. And you learn the lessons the hard way. Yeah. yeah. And skydiving is it. not a sport you want to learn shit the hard way if you don't have to. If, but Aviation, skydiving, everything. I right? think we learn a lot from people's mistakes. Sure. And I did a lot of mistakes back oh, yeah. then. So it's like you could either... Be the perfect student and not learn anything. Sure. Or you can be a bad student and fuck up a lot and be like, don't sure. do that. Let sure. me tell you, don't do that because I did it and I know how it feels. <laughs> don't Wh- do it. <laughs> What's the stupidest thing you've ever done as an airline pilot? Uh... <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, you will have quit, I believe. Are you? Oh, like, no. Have you turned in your notice? That's not even quit. Oh, no, no. That's, that's going to get arrested. No, no. <laughs> no. Nah. All right. What's the third stupidest thing you've ever done as an airline pilot? <laughs> Oh, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I've never flown in the way that you fly. Have you ever had an airline version of a close call? Not really, not really. Is that it's, weird? It is. It's really weird. I mean, you train for it every six months. You train for the worst case scenario. Sure. But thankfully, I mean, I've flown with guys. Thankfully, that, or do you find yourself wishing something shit would go wrong yeah, just to see so if you, you get too bored? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you know. But, I mean, because you. But then you got to think of all the people behind you as well. You got a lot of yeah, people, but you know, but it's like... Like, what's it, the longest flight you would do? The longest flight that I've done personally, I yeah. think, was Australia, actually. It was 14, 15, 14 hours. So, half, 14 yeah. hours. You're not telling me it's seven hours through that flight. You're like, just something. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking... Just a little excitement. Like Yeah, like, I think, I think the worst thing that I would say is not even that grand, but it was a bird strike, you know? That's oh, fuck. Fun. We... Yeah, for like, yeah, yeah, we like seriously. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Like, it didn't even count as a bird strike. Yeah. You didn't get a dozen of them. Yeah, exactly. So if it's like one or two, and with that big machine, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that was a bird strike. You know, I bet. But, no, I, I don't think I've ever had something that was like, you I know, mean, got me going. Like, that's really like, good. Yeah. 
That's, that's good. really good. Yeah. That's nice to hear as a passenger. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This shit doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I otherwise, if I say it, nobody's gonna start flying anymore. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, you have no idea how many times I've been asked by friends or family that, okay, so hey, you've been a pilot for all these years. Like, if something went wrong on your flight to wherever in a in a seven fifty seven, you could like go up and fly. And I'm like, no, we'd all fucking die. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where the radios are in that. First, I can't get in the cockpit. If, yeah. And if somebody magically said, is there a pilot on board, and I went up there, I would have no clue what to do. We're going to fly until this thing runs out of gas, and then we're all going to die. Yeah, pretty much. That's I mean, it. you go pitch and power and basic <laughs> and all that, but all those buttons. and I wouldn't even know how to turn off. pilot, like a big button? Like, is does that... It does say autopilot. Yeah, I mean, if it was that, if it, it, the, what was the, that we had a button in the, a joke button in the uh, Twin Otter that I flew for Chicago that was the uh, the idiot button. Yeah. And so you could press that and, you know, it would. Um, Stick over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I keep it simple and you push that. All right, cool. It's all going to be okay now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is good to hear, but. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think so. I so. Don't think I've, I, I mean. Yeah, I've had friends. I had like engine failures and all that stuff. And when I heard that story, I was like, "Fuck! I wish that happened to me." Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? My skills yeah, like, yeah, all those years, you're like, "Come on, man! Why? Why not?" I <laughs> uh, see, and I've had more than my share. I'm, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So, I mean, I, I was on the plane with Jaco. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. As a passenger, you've definitely yeah, had some. And, and, as and a passenger, I was in a plane crash, yeah. <sighs> How was that? But after that, the airliners and all that, you're like, whatever, man. <laughs> I've been, I've been a, yeah, I've been on a crash. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you're, you're getting ready to transition out of flying for the airlines? Yeah. What brought that about? Um, just tired of it. I mean, I think uh, because we discussed earlier was like, oh, how do you cope with that and skydiving and all that? I think I pushed too hard for too many years, and I was not getting enough rest. Sure. That after doing so many night flights for a while, I start to see my body just not not taken as sure as, as good as when you're twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. You know? Yeah. So that was I think that was the biggest thing. I just needed a break. I needed to rest. Yeah, fair know? enough. And so to take that break and give your body a rest, you're going to be a full-time fucking skydiver. <laughs> I'm going to go skydive more or push even harder. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with your logic. Like, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like you just you just work for yourself, and I've never actually done that. And like as soon as I finish school, this work and this and that, and working for somebody and having somebody. I don't know. I just feel like just just working for myself. If I don't want to work, I just send a text to myself and be like, "Hey, Omar is not coming in today," (laughs) and then reply to the text. Yeah, no worries. I was with you yesterday. It was was a long night, you know. (laughs) So, what does the family think of that? Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Is that a tough one to bring up? Yeah. Wow, so they're not going to be listening to this podcast, is what no. you're saying. <laughs> no. All right. Probably, All right. Not. Probably not. They, they, I think they'll know by the time that this comes out. Yeah, they'll know. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 
I've, I mean, I've said it uh, a million times on the podcast. My parents were fucking relieved when I started jumping out of airplanes because my previous profession was being a stripper. Yeah. So I was exceeding all expectations. Oh my God, he's keeping his pants on and he's just jumping out of airplanes. Bravo. We don't just, yeah, don't die either, but yeah, go. Yeah. You're not, you're not yeah. Yeah. So do you think you'll want to fly in the future? Or you don't know? You're leaving that door open? I'm, I'm going to leave the door open just in case. I mean, I would love to fly, but I think I would much, much rather fly the kind of flying that you guys do. Yeah. You know, something hands-on, more fun, you know? Sure. I, I remember we did, um, it was a demo somewhere or something, and we're flying the, the plane back to the hangar, and Justin's like, oh, you want to come and have a go? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been like a few years, you know? And sure. I just sat there, I was like, like just playing with it. I was like, oh. So much fun. Oh, yeah. It's like you're actually flying, you know. You'll have to have a deal with people asking you if you want to go back to being a real pilot someday. But I've been asked. A lot of people are like, why are you quitting? Yeah. I was like, have you ever had this job before? Like, I think it's like the missing out on a lot of things that your friends do, you know? And then. Like the vacation time and sure. the summers here, like everyone kind of takes off. And sure. You want to go experience that and you want to go experience that life. Sure. Without any restriction. Yeah. Which, I mean, I've done many times before, but you haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, so that's going to be... Well, and so I assume that the plan is now both you guys are, are coaching basically full time. Yeah. Um so you not just only have the option to do that here but anywhere in the fucking world. Yeah, exactly. So as your reputation builds, you know, with amazing shows like this. Yeah. Um <laughs> then then you're able yeah, to can sp- I say my uh, phone number? Or yeah, absolutely. Say, just absolutely. Email me if you we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get all that don't get greedy yet. We'll 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 pump you up. It's kind of cool though. I mean, that really does give you an option to just like branch out in any direction that you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think jumping here, because we don't have a lot of the weather restrictions, right, as a lot of other drop zones around the world. So we get sure. to jump sure. a lot more. Yeah. Um, and we get to learn a lot. And I think, like, the last two years for me, especially, like, learning a lot and how to coach different things, like, it just comes so fast. Sure. But then maybe somewhere else would take a lot longer to get there. Sure. At that point. Like, even in Australia. I remember I went home early this year in February, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did, like, 400 jumps a season. And they're like, oh man, I've done like 400 jumps in like three years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe more, yeah. you know, because they ha- it's a smaller drop zone. They don't jump as much. And then sure. they have a whole winter that we don't have here. Yeah. But yeah, like, so it's, it's, a, it's good as a base here to learn here. Oh, sure. Well, when I got back into active jumping, even just going to the drop zone one or two days a week, I was able to get a couple hundred jumps a year in. And yeah. I mean, and that's flying full time and not wanting to go to the drop zone on days off. Yeah. So, and that's still, that's a, that's a couple of seasons for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if you run out of things to do and you can't make money, there's always tandems. See? See and 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 you you already said that uh, you already said you've gotten past that whole fear factor, so it's time to take on a new challenge. Like I, I think I, I overthink everything. Of course, because <laughs> I yeah, I think that just comes naturally for me. Is that I'm definitely an overthinker, and mm. you know, until I do it, once I do it, I'm fine. Sure, but it takes me a long time to get there. Sure. Like it took me a long time to start skydiving. I remember as soon as I did, it, I was like. Ah, oh, it's not that bad. Eh? Right. <laughs> like, and then it took me a long time, like even like with like free flying, you know. I was like, oh yeah. And then like now I push myself a lot harder. Sure. And then I mean, Omar 
hate coaching me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember having uh, uh, Patrick Kay and Siobhan on, and uh, Patrick's like, yeah, I don't fucking jump with her. You, you can't coach yeah. your partner. Everybody you like, why wouldn't you listen? Just why I'm wouldn't not, you listen? I'm not, I've, I've seen other people coaching their partners, and their partners are like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. And I I'm do pretty like, well. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and then all I like, would yell at them, like, you know, like right. the whole not coaching your partner thing is just like, like fuck you, you're telling me to do this, but like I am doing it, and I'm not a very argumentative person. I self like sure. well, evaluate myself from the jump and I'm like I fucked that up <laughs> right. I'm sorry like oh shit like today we went jumping today he's like oh yeah go backtrack into head down never done it before just got my head down start diving and he's like yeah yeah just go steeper and as soon as I tried then he was gone and I was like ah fucked it up <laughs> and I was like I knew that wouldn't work but it was all a laugh you know sure. so in the tunnel, I'm wait. I'm scared. He coaches me in the tunnel as well, and I'm just like, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. Like in the sky, at least I'll try. In the tunnel, I'm like, fuck no. Like, why would I do that? Like no, I'm not gonna flip from head up. Like no. Right. It's weird when it's your significant other, though, right? I mean, because my wife will sit and patiently listen to my advice and then take none of it. Every time, like I'm no, you say she does, she does, and she does. Yeah, it's, mine, it's mine like, listens and yeah. then just doesn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I probably do that too. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, I've definitely been like, yeah, of course, yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. well, I, what's so? Um, what's it like? You because you guys became a couple, both as active jumpers. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, it's kind of cool. But do, do you guys ever have any uh, a part time? If you're jumping yeah. all the, yeah. it's just when he's traveling. No, no, like, no, we, I mean, I'm coaching, he's coaching, so, like, there's some days that we'll be at the drop zone all day and not see each other, because oh, we're both enough. doing two different things, you know? Like, That's cool. And then he has, like, tunnel a lot, so we have a lot of, of separate time, actually. Cool. Even, even holidays, even, like, last year, I was like, but I'm fucking off for a month, I'm going to go base jumping. Cool. Know, you go like, somewhere else, and, uh, do your yeah, thing. Actually, <laughs> we, I think, like, uh, in the beginning, it was hard to actually find time together. Sure. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And then, like, even, yeah, like you said, vacations. Like, even this year, he didn't have time off. I'm like, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I don't want to stay here in the summer. And as much as that sucks, and like, not seeing each other, you have to have your freedom as well. Sure. Like, yeah. You really have to not be so crazy and be like, no, we need every second together. You yeah. both have to be able to do your own thing. Sure. Well, and that a part-time gives you uh, different stories to tell and yeah, exactly, different people yeah. to talk shit about. And, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, you, you can't tell the horrible student stories if that instructor was with you. Yeah. 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 True. Absolutely. been on an AFF two, two or three times. Two and three times. Yeah, like he told me all my AFF stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, I didn't Hence why she's a really bad okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can't say fuck you on the podcast <laughs> you can say anything you want yeah. anything fuck you want you, yeah. and then so he came I think it was the second AFF we ever did yeah. and I was primary and the guy flipped me out the door just super straight and then he's just laughing at me and then just lets us go. It's like, bye. I don't what, doubt it. What do you do as a gentleman? Right? I don't do doubt just, it. Yeah, yeah. So I got to empower my woman. So yeah. I'll just let it go. And Fair <laughs> enough. I fucking love it. Well, that's one thing that it was always so entertaining about uh, flying these aircraft out here was because I've done AFF and Tandem and all that stuff. And these aircraft have closed circuit TV. So I've got a video of the door as everything's happening as well as a mirror. Yeah. And the shit that I see going on in that 
has me in stitches, especially out in the desert. The the best I ever saw was a ready, set, go, where the guy went ready in first and set out and then go and actually jumped into the plane. Oh, my God. And then my second favorite was a student who was uh, just with one instructor. The instructor climbs out. The student faked her out. Instructor, funk gone. Yeah. And I'm just about to nose the plane over, but I see the student looking really confused in the door, and then she runs up to the cockpit to me and goes, should I jump? And I'm like, what level are you on? And she tells me, and I'm like, you should sit down and put on your seatbelt. And then I called Manifest, and I'm like, tell so-and-so the instructor, ask them if they're missing something. It's <laughs> great with those, those jumps. And, and as a, like, I'm still a rookie instructor, right? right. So I, I am scared of that happening. Sure. And I've seen it happen to the best of them. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, it does. And then, so, yeah, it's horrible to watch. And I I never want that. It's going to happen in my career. I know that it's going to happen. Of course. And I'm going to get out and be like, oh, God, they didn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. And that timing is... I'll never forget, I did my AFF course, and one of the uh, instructor candidates that was in the course got really pissed off because one of the evaluators did something that he said only an experienced skydiver would know how to do in order to evade him during this jump, and he had failed the jump. And Billy Rhodes, the guy that was running the course, just looked at him and smiled and said, you have no idea what students can do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, have no, true. you will watch a student go into the most flawless head down position exactly peeling away from you at light speed yeah. with no clue what's happening there's people that spin so far and like i like i can fly i can fly my body and i don't think i can purposely spin that fast yeah. in that orientation yeah like i cannot do it intentionally oh, the one it's the one man side spins my favorite. <laughs> yeah. The what? The one man side spin. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they have no control. Yeah, yeah. It's How do you even stop that? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the worst. Is you're like it is literally de- the definition of my job is to fly in there and stop that from happening. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> what happened last year to one of our instructors? And the video is intense, and he keeps trying to stop it, and it is going so fast. Yeah. And I think she ended up having to go to the hospital after. Like, she was fine. She pulled. But I think her eyes almost popped out <laughs> She was spinning so fast that there was so much G-force that this oh, woman, yeah. she landed with her eyes almost like, out. Red, know, like, just red. The just... blood shots, like how you pop the uh, oh, muscle yeah. in your eyes. Well, like, it's, it's intense. And then, like, yeah. you try to stop it so many times, it's like, I Good for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched Jacko do an AFF in, in uh, Cross Keys years back, um, taking it down to fucking almost Cypress altitude, chasing a student, yeah. and just you're watching it going, Jesus Christ, holy shit. At some point, you just got to go, fuck, I hope I turn that Cypress <laughs> on. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was on. <laughs> Granted, a student last year, he passed his AFF no problem. Yeah. And then got to his solos and his coaching, whatever, his, like his first few solos, just... He, we seen him pitch low, but like, what happened? And he was like, I was spinning out of control. And I'm like, why didn't you pitch? So I didn't want line twists. I'm like, oh my God. So like full retraining, everything. We did a couple of jumps where he pitched next to me. He did fantastic. You know, like the normal, do some turns. Blah, sure. Blah. Take you tracking. Wasn't the track. All good. Pitch next to me again. Third jump, back to normal coaching for A license. And he did a fantastic jump. He got out, went on his bike, flipped back to belly. Did the jump, tracked away like normal coaching jump for license. Went to go check his altimeter on his back. 
and then just started spinning. And I am miles away because his track was fantastic. <laughs> I am miles away and he doesn't pitch. And I pitch at like three because my canopy at the time took a long time to open. Yeah. And I was like, I pitch at three and I'm just screaming. In, like he can't hear me, but I'm screaming. <laughs> sure. And he go. I see him go to pitch. I'm like, yes, okay, you're gonna pitch on your back, good. And he doesn't pitch until like 1,200 feet. And as he pitches, the cypress fires. But it wasn't like the timing of it was like the cypress fired and it and it pulled it, but not enough to pull the whole reserve out, like just the bridle. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, I'm like grounded forever. Like, I, like he's gonna die. He, this has happened twice. Sure. This week. <laughs> You know, it's happened twice this week, and I'm like, I can't let him scout over anymore. Yeah. You know what would give you less stress? Tandems. Tandems. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up doing AFF. He wasn't even AFF, man. He was doing for his life. He had passed. For sure. For sure. Oh, my God. I stopped doing AFF now. for coaching because yeah. I couldn't handle the stress. Yeah. He was back now. <laughs> he came back. He did really, really well uh, in the summer. We took his logbook, but like, Someone's going to have to call us if you go somewhere else. <laughs> sure. And uh, he went somewhere else and he did his AFF again and he got like 50 jumps and he came back. Oh, and nice. And he was like, can I please come back? <laughs> I mean, good for <laughs> him. Lovely. And he did, he does great. Yeah. It's, it's it cool, but. In Europe also, the same thing. The whole stress. It's the, I finished off my, my very last AFF jump was watching a no flare into the road. Um, on, and, and I thought she was fucking dead. And when I got to her, she was standing up smiling, bl dusting, uh, blood and, and sawdust off of her, thrilled with herself. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fucking, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to go back to doing tandems because <laughs> yeah. I know, I know my student's going to be fine or we're both fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I would, ra I would rather potentially be the one to die than watch it happening. It's all goes in slow motion. As soon as it goes tits up, you're like, oh no. I think I did the hardest one first, but I, like I said, I'm a rookie instructor. I don't think I've seen shit yet. Yeah. Like the yeah. real shit hasn't even started yet. And that was just. I'm 27 years in and y'all still do shit that surprises me. <laughs> yeah. I still don't think I've seen it all. Oh yeah. <laughs> new oh way, yeah. New, way, new ways to fuck up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and lots of retro. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I did everything as well. I, I thought I fucked up, but I did everything. But there's still people that do shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when uh, when the coaching in AFF isn't enough stress for you, definitely tandems. That's the way yeah, to go. Yeah. I think definitely my acupuncture guy. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I cannot put into words. Yeah. Yeah. So, worldwide coaches, how do people find out about you? How do they track you down if they want to come jump? Um, what kind of coaching specifically do you guys excel in, and how do people come play with you? I mean, I'm fortunately these days everything is online, and I'm not really. A, technology geek <laughs> I, I, I really suck yeah i really suck at it which is surprising because the plane i fly is all technology sure. but i think that's the only technology i can deal <laughs> fair with fair enough <laughs> i mean it's it's all instagram and whatsapp and all those things i mean so you know that technology requires you to tell me what instagram uh, <laughs> i don't even know my instagram <laughs> uh, omarian uh, 901 Jesus Christ. Oh, nine, zero, three, he also has, what was it, 
Desert Sky Alliance. Sky and the Desert Sky Alliance, that's a team that we started this, this year with a bunch of free fly coaches, local free fly coaches, and we're trying to... You know. And this is on Instagram as well. This is on Instagram okay, as well. So, so they can they can find you at Desert Sky Alliance yeah. or or at, what was the other one? Uh, Omaria nine zero one. Yeah, you're gonna have to work on that. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's got to be something easier. Yeah, if you're if you're walking away from the airlines to chase your career in coaching, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. learning to coach. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That so will help. That's the first yeah. step. That yeah. will help. That will help. How about you? I sure don't. <laughs> no. I mean, no, of course not. No. Uh, yeah, so I coach, I kind of go for the beginners. Cool. That's what I'm comfortable with. Cool. Like that formation, learning how to fly with your friends. Beginner tracking and beginner free fly. Nice. Is what my my, my comfort zone is for coaching um, side of things, um, which is super fun. And I guess like desert drops and come talk to me. Pretty approachable. I'll probably just can't talk to you. To be fair. <laughs> fair enough. Like, fair enough. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Do you need help with that? Like, sure. I, I'm pretty, pretty good at that. Uh, and if, if you want coaching from me in person, go talk to Nicole. She's yeah, good. I'll you up. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I like I don't it. Like, I don't like. I don't like talking to people a lot. I like <laughs> it. He looks unapproachable, but he's he's pretty approachable. Yeah. He, yeah. You just well, you got to dig your way yeah, in there yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, coach, I coach anything, anything you want to do. If you want to go ballistic, yeah, yeah, (laughs) nice. So all ranges, yeah, all ranges, free fly, belly. What's your preference? My preference, yeah. I would say, I would say, I don't like tracking. No, I, I would say sequentials, man. Like I really love, enjoy, enjoy head down, like turning points and all that stuff. Nice. That's that's my discipline. That's what I started with initially, and I loved it. Competed in it, so. That's what I really love. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that. Then you're the dynamic duo you got from beginner all the way up to fucking badass that likes to hang off of cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And survive. And, sur- and survive. And survive. Jumping. Didn't break anything as well. <laughs> jumping what apparently turned into a fucking uh, a waterbed above you. <laughs> yeah. That drags you down the side of a cliff. Yeah. And you walked away from it. Yeah. Nothing broken. I love it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Knock wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, the last one in the studio. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you for having us. It's amazing. I really uh, appreciate it. I never thought I would get you on the podcast. Man, I got to say, I was pretty nervous at this. A lot more to talk about for sure, but, you know. See? Oh, we'll uh, leave it to another time. After we're retired from everything. Because I want to see you again, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we're, yeah. when we're all completely retired from everything, the stories will be a little bit more Absolutely, specific. Yeah. 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 A couple yeah. good nights out. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had some good nights out here. Yeah. Like, cool. a lot of job times to visit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell the future, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for having us. See ya. And there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, and say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com. 
by Pussfoot. That's right. Head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com. Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And now joining the Lunatic team, it's the one and only Tony Suits. You know them, you love them. Head to TonySuit.com. Check out all the amazing standards, as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to youtube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had, as well as new and upcoming interviews on video. As always, I am the fucking pilot. Head to thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time around. Damn. <laughs>